I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 357. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. We have officially exited 2020. I have chosen a replay of one of my episodes featuring one of my favorite songs at any time of year, but it's especially a good choice for a New Year's song as it's set to the tune of Auld Lang Syne. King's Kaleidoscope song, All Glory Be to Christ, leads us to scripture and a call that should apply to every year of our lives, which is that this year would be lived for God's glory alone. So before we jump into the replay, let's listen. Should nothing of our efforts stand, no legacy survive Unless the Lord does raise the house in vain, its builders strive To you who boast tomorrow's gain, tell me what is your life? A mist that vanishes at dawn, all glory be to Christ. All glory be to Christ, our King, all glory be to Christ. The new year brings about vision for the future. How many times do we stop and take stock of the year that has passed, making plans and setting goals for the new year at this time of year? Many people choose a word for the new year, like a focus that they will come back to over and over again. Some of us set health goals or weight loss goals. Each year, I participate in a rapid Bible read-through where I attempt to read through the Bible in four months. I do this in community with other people. In fact, I'm doing that again this year. If you want to join me, I'll go ahead and link to that in the show notes if you would like to join me. Uh, Some of you may set goals as it relates to your walk with Christ, Bible reading, church attendance, prayer, and more. All of this is so good. But I'm compelled by God's word as we're inspired to head over to Psalm 127 by the lyrics in the first verse of our song. Our lyrics say, should nothing of our efforts stand, no legacy survive unless the Lord does raise the house in vain. Its builders strive. The second phrase comes directly from scripture in Psalm 127. I'm going to read all five verses of the psalm to you. This is a good habit to get into, reading in context instead of taking individual verses out at a time. 
It's my favorite Bible interaction tool exercise. I like to call these exercises bites. And I tell you what, I was shocked at what I discovered as I read through this psalm in context. So let's read it. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of of the womb a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. Before we dive into this psalm, I want to mention that this psalm is in a grouping of psalms known as the Songs of Ascent. And that's from Psalm 120 to Psalm 134. Four of the Psalms of Ascent are attributed to David, and this one is attributed to Solomon, and the others are anonymous. And this song, these songs may not have originally been composed for this purpose, but they were grouped together by tradition because Jewish people who traveled to Jerusalem during yearly Jewish festivals would sing these songs of ascent as they came up to the city of Jerusalem. So just coming out of the Christmas season, of course, we have our favorite hymns and carols that tell the story of Christ coming to earth as a baby. So it makes sense to have a grouping of songs to remember what the Lord has done and to celebrate him as you travel to an annual festival in the Holy City. I'm going to link to a great article I found in the show notes. Uh, You can always find the show notes, michellekneezat.com forward slash the episode number. So in this case, it would be michellekneezat.com forward slash 202. And uh, this particular article lists out the theme of each psalm. I found the article and list interesting, uh, even though perhaps I don't completely agree with the theme phrase chosen for our psalm today, I'm going to share with you real quickly what this particular author said. He said that Psalm 120 is God's presence during distress. Psalm 121 is a joyful praise to the Lord. Psalm 122 is prayer for Jerusalem. So you can kind of see as they're singing these songs um, and, and you can see the different themes that they would be rehearsing God's goodness as they approach the holy city. Um, 123, uh, patience for God's mercy. 124, help comes from the Lord. 125, prayer for God's blessing upon his people. 126, the Lord has done great things. 127, God's blessing on man's efforts. 128, joy for those who follow God's ways. 129, a cry for help to the Lord. 130, a prayer of repentance. 131, surrender as a child to the Lord. 132, God's sovereign plan for his people. 133, praise of brotherly fellowship and unity. And 134, praise to God in his temple. So they're going through all of these topics, all of these songs and singing them along this way, along the way, along this journey to the holy city. I hope that this list inspires you to explore these songs of ascent. And, uh, but I do want to jump back to our focus psalm. Remember, it says, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. 
Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. Now, I'm not sure how we got God's blessing on man's effort as the theme from these verses. I am not trying to throw another author under the bus, but I do want to point out that as you read scripture and as you read articles or commentary or thoughts or listen to sermons from others, please do not check your brain at the door. Allow God's word to speak for itself. Allow yourself to challenge the thoughts of others. Allow the Holy Spirit to be the primary voice you listen to. Because when I'm reading these verses, I'm not getting that as the theme. And so uh, let's, in fact, let's kind of start to unpack it a little bit. Okay. So unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. All right. This already is clearly not God blessing man's efforts, (laughs) uh, but rather challenging man to join God in the work he is doing. To me, it's saying, Michelle, it doesn't matter how talented or experienced you are. If I'm not building the house, all of your efforts will be useless. It is a profound principle that leads me to seek God first rather than the house plans. Okay, it's what I hope I've done through this ministry. I'm a laborer in God's house plans. It would be all be in vain if it was led by personal ambition or even my own good intentions. The second phrase is like unto it. It says, unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Now, a watchman was like a guard in a tower overlooking the city, but more importantly, overlooking the ground outside the city. Okay, so a watchman would carefully peer into the distance to spy out an approaching enemy. They were a very important element of protection for a city. This verse is telling me that the watchman's role is important, but completely useless if God does not hold the supreme watchman status. So if God is not interested in the protection of the city, all efforts to watch out for the approaching enemy will render themselves useless. Then comes a very Ecclesiastes uh, sounding phrase. It says, it is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Now, don't take this out of context. Remember, the previous verses are telling us that the way to avoid vain efforts is to be sure the Lord is the architect and the protector of our lives. So it's just another way of saying, get up early, go to bed late, hustle, 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 and it won't matter if the Lord is not supreme. So one way to avoid sleepless nights is to walk as a beloved of the Lord, and he gives to his beloved sleep. That's good news if, you, if you're a new parent out there, right? So sleep is rest and it's rejuvenation. And in our world today, hard work and busy, busy, busy is often elevated to almost like an idol status. How many times have you seen the quote unquote successful people that we idolize say that they only sleep a few hours a night, like it's a badge of honor. But don't miss what scripture is teaching us here. It's not saying be lazy and sleep a lot. It's saying it doesn't matter how hard you work how talented you are, how much insurance you buy, if God isn't in it, and not just God blessing it, right? But God as the architect and protector, whatever you're building, whatever efforts you're putting into it, it's in vain. Then it goes on to this next section. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. 
Now, I mentioned that reading this psalm in context really made me think this week. I've read it to you twice already, so perhaps you've already seen it. But I've tended to hear these verses separately, like two sections. The work in vain section and then the family section. But I don't think the author intended it to be two songs. He wrote it as one song. So keeping with what we've just read and unpacked, I don't know about how you how you feel, but raising a family is hard work. It's easy to stay busy and lose sleep and work hard and worry and watch and check and see if they're still breathing and hover and labor to provide. But what did we just learn? Unless the Lord builds the house, we labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, all of our watching is in vain. So in keeping with what we've already learned, it doesn't mean that we stop parenting or toss all of our responsibilities out the window. It means what we work on, our family, with God as the head, the lead architect and protector. Okay, our children are our heritage and a reward. But how many times do we just see them as a season to endure? Or just more mouths to feed. Or worse, a social media image to portray. And I'm not trying to make light of it. I know that there are struggles. Depending on what season of parenting you're in uh, or what season of life you're in, it's probably not a season that you've endured before and it's just new. And so we just need to be reminded that they are our heritage and a reward. And it says, like arrows in the hands of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. Now, a warrior will send out the arrow into the battle. But first, he must be sure that his arrows are straight and sure. And so it's our duty to work with diligence, remember, with God as our architect and protector, to smooth and prepare our arrows. This is not a picture of helicopter moms and Christian bubbles. This is a picture of recognizing the blessing and fulfilling reward of a family built and protected by Father God. But if you're a parent, you're raising up the next generation of believers who will be shot out into the world. Will they shoot straight? You know, When the enemy comes against the city, will they be prepared to inflict damage in the battle? And what does all of this have to do with our song as we enter this new year? Well, of course, the lyrics of our song led us to Psalm 127. But I'm really moved by the message of the song and the theme of the psalm. While the psalm itself does not say all glory be to Christ, it certainly implies it. If God is the builder the watchman, the bestower of blessing, the, the rewarder of heritage. It is all to his glory. I want that to be the theme of my life this year. All glory be to Christ, my King. If I have success in my podcast and speaking and writing, all glory be to Christ. If I fall more madly in love with my husband, All glory be to Christ. If I nurture a relationship with my children that leads them to a deeper personal walk with the Lord, all glory be to Christ. If I am a manager who invests in people, bringing out their gifts and teaching them new things, all glory be to Christ. If I suffer loss or sickness or failure, all glory be to Christ. I don't know what this year will hold. But I know who holds me. And I don't want to build anything in vain. I don't want to watch over my family or my ministry or my career in vain. 
Should nothing of our efforts stand, no legacy survive, unless the Lord does raise the house, in vain its builders strive. I set aside my goals and dreams and seek His alone in this new year. May all that I do and set my hands to bring glory to Him. So what's next? Well, read Psalm 127 for yourself. And while you do, make sure you don't take each verse out of context. It is one song after all. Ask questions, make observations, and fix your eyes on the Lord. Pray and ask Him to be the architect of your life this year. Determine in your heart to bring Him glory. Well, I hope you enjoyed that replay. And while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneezat.com. You can hop on Twitter at michellekneezat, Instagram at michellekneezat, or on Facebook at Michelle L. Nizat. That's my public page. And let's talk about what you're learning. Now, if you haven't joined the 30-Day Music Challenge yet, I highly recommend it. The challenge is to listen exclusively to Christian music for 30 days. You're never too late to jump in. The first of the year is a perfect time to start. Just submit your name and email address, michellekneezat.com forward slash 30 day challenge and you're in. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank uh, many of my new subscribers who've subscribed recently, like No from Oregon, Caitlin from Missouri, Cesar from Massachusetts, Becky from South Carolina, Joseph from, from Malawi, Jennifer from California, Kimberly from Kentucky, Robin from Australia, Marianne from Georgia, Amy from North Carolina, Joy from Illinois, Christy from Mississippi, Bonnie from Alberta, Canada, Wendy from Australia, Maria Maria from North Carolina, Sin from Illinois, Justy from Ontario, Canada, Nicole from Wisconsin, Carrie from Virginia, Jay from California, and Crystal from Singapore. Welcome. Now, new subscribers to my website benefit from a one-page resource of my top five bites that I've used on the podcast. <clears throat> it's a really great place to start, and I think it'll be really beneficial to you. So subscribers also benefit from an email that I send once a week. In that email, you get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, where you can print it out. You also get an email recap of the week's episode, and you get instant access to any of the extra resources I create for my episodes from time to time. Like last week, I created a special resource, and it was in my subscriber's inbox. And all of that is just my way of saying Thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneezat.com to subscribe today. Now, have you had a chance to write a review in iTunes for the podcast yet? This not only encourages me, but it helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Of course, you can listen to the podcast directly on my website at michellekneezat.com through iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. You can follow on Spotify or through Stitcher Radio or your podcast listening app of choice. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be using A Thousand Thank Yous by Sarah Kroger to point us to scripture. If you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneezat.com forward slash 357. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.